0: You're listening to Marqas Sahaba Online Radio Podcast. Assalamu alaikum warahmatullahi wabarakatuh and ahlan wa sahlan wa marhaban bikum. A very warm welcome to the program Tasawuf, exclusive to Marqas Sahaba, the voice of Ahlul Sunnah wal Jama'ah. Now, as you will recall, last week, we had commenced on the beautiful... Noble qualities of the kareem It's uh, an extract from a few majalis and gatherings of Hazrat Maulana Dawood Siddat Barakatuhu. And the first topic that we had gone into was that of truthfulness, sidq, and always being honest. How Allah Ta'ala has made this intrinsic in a human being and how we need to follow through however there's always the nafs that at times we it may seem that we are getting into trouble and we may even get into trouble however the promise of nabi is that the truth will always set you free it will always give you najat it will always give you success whereas lies is something that will always lead towards a person's destruction may allah save us and may allah protect us so inshallah this evening we're going to move on to the second sifat and the second quality of Nabiya kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam and that is of sabr and patience this is a lengthy discussion so we'll have to perhaps look at uh, splitting it over two programs. but allah give us barakah in our time now whenever we hear the topic surrounding sabr and patience there's a verse that generally goes with it we always hear this verse being recited by imams and khatibs and uh, people that are discussing sabr ya ayyuhalladhina amanu bis sabri Inna innallaha ma'as sabireen oh you who believe seek assistance from allah subhanahu wa ta'ala through sabr and salah indeed Allah is always with the patient ones so Allah Taala instructs us in the Quran Sharif and this is the injunction that we all need to follow the mu'min believer is a very patient person a very very tolerant person and this sifat of patience is such that when a person adopts sabr then he gets the Ma'iyyat of Allah Ta'ala. Hazrat Munah mentions, I had explained previously, that there are two qualities that we find in the Mubarak month of Ramadan Sharif. The month of Ramadan Sharif is synonymous with these two sifat. One is Taqwa and the other is sabr. Allah Ta'ala mentions, Ya ayyuhal amanu, كُتِبَ عَلَيْكُمُ الصِّيَامِ كَمَا كُتِبَ عَلَى الَّذِينَ مِنْ قَبْلِكُمْ لَعَلَّكُمْ تَتَّقُونَ The gist of it is that fasting has been made faras upon you as it was made faras upon the nations before you so that you adopt this quality of taqwa. And then with regards to Ramadan Sharif, Nabi wa sallam said, هو شهر الصبر was Sabu Sawabuhul Jannah And This is the month of patience And patience The sawab of it is Jannah For both of these qualities Taqwa and sabr A person gets the ma'iyyat Of Allah Ta'ala In the Quran Sharif Allah Ta'ala Mentions Inna Allah ma'al and that's with regards to taqwa. And Allah Ta'ala also says, Inna Allah ma'as sabirin. So with regards to these two qualities, we have to be polished in Ramadan Sharif. And by polishing these two qualities, we will receive the ma'yat of Allah Ta'ala. When a person has the ma'yat of Allah Rabbul Izzat, once he has Allah Ta'ala, then he doesn't need anything else Hazrat said molan yunus padalsa rahmatullah alayh he once sang one couplet agar ik tu nahi mera to koi sher nahi meri jo mera to sab mera falak mera zameen meri oh Allah, if you are mine then nothing is mine but if you are mine this, if you are not mine, let started again. Oh Allah, if you are not mine, then nothing is mine. But if you belong to me, the skies become mine. The zameen, the earth becomes mine. Everything is mine. But without you, I have nothing. One sheikh, Hazard Mawlana is mentioning, mentioned to me that his grandchildren taught him Tawheed. Generally, we pin certain hopes on our children. The topic came about when his wife mentioned to him, why are you doing so much, getting involved in all these dini activities? You should take it easy. So he said to her, while I am living, I rather do whatever I can because my children have taught me to heed what was he saying what was he saying and is that we pin our hopes on our children that they are our investment they will do good deeds after us so that we will get the thawab, we will get the ajr. but our children show They always show us are they are not ours. They are not yours. The level of muhabbat that you have for them, they don't have that kind of muhabbat for you. While they are small, you think the muhabbat is there. But once they grow up, you come to know whether what, whether that muhabbat really was there. You do get a few children who are an asset to their parents but we must never ever pin our hopes on them. The only being that we can pin our hopes on is Allah Rabbul Izzat. Anyway, let's come back to the topic of Sabr. And Hazrat Maulana Dawood is mentioning that I was mentioning to you, by the way, that Taqwa and Sabr will result in the Ma'iyat of Allah Ta'ala. It will go without saying. That Nabiya Kareem was the most patient one, and Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa was afflicted with the most difficulties, trials, and tribulations in his life. Nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wa himself went mentions in one hadith that no Nabi has been troubled as I was troubled and no nabi had to undergo what i underwent sometimes people ask the question but nabi only lived 63 years and of the 23 of the 63 years only 23 years of Nubuwat. the other 40 years wasn't even years of Nubuwat and other anbiya some of them lived for 900 or 950 years as the was preaching and he got tortured so much so how is it that Nabiya karim was troubled more the answer to this is that the level of muhabbat that you have for a person and if that person that you have muhabbat for troubles you, that will hurt you more than if somebody you know causes you harm. You Love somebody and then they breach that muhabbat. They hurt you, so it hurts far more. If somebody from America has to fly over a Muslim country and they drop a bomb there, so those muslims they know that it is expected as those people are our dushman our enemies but if one of our own has to do that now that will hurt you and cause you a lot of pain the amount of muhabbat that nabi kareem had for the ummah no other nabi had that level of muhabbat even every Nabi had love for his Ummah. Every Nabi was like a father to his Ummah. He had the feeling of his Ummah in his heart. But the feeling that Nabi Karim sallallahu had for this Ummah, no Nabi could ever come close to that. And you know, just to digress from that, this must also teach us How much of shukr, how much of gratitude, how thankful we ought to be to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Really, it was no, eh, you know, it was no good deed of ours that Allah created us in this Ummah. It wasn't even a request from us, but it was simply Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's ihsan, his favor upon us that Allah Ta'ala has made us from the Ummat of Nabi Al-Baqarah so if we take this word sabar, patience then in the English dictionary they would give us the meaning that is when a person remains calm and he endures pain troubles, difficulties without complaining without fussing this is what the dictionary tells us but when we come to Sharia and Islam, then what is sabr? What the dictionary says that will also apply here in Islam. But in Islam, the whole niyat is different. In Islam, the person remaining calm and is enduring difficulties for the sake of Allah. Taala. You see the difference? That's the difference. He is doing everything for the sake of Allah Taala, with the full hope that he is going to be rewarded for his patience and sabr. Many people in this dunya are very patient people. You get some people in the schools, some teachers who are very, very patient. But why are they patient? Because they need salary at the end of the month. If they are not patient with the learners, and they, they will then eventually lose their jobs. Then you get some people who will go into a tank with tarantulas and they are patient with all those spiders around them. People will go into a crocodile enclosure and they remain very, very patiently. Some people say we are not going to eat and drink and we will endure the hunger pains. Why? Someone is looking for name. Someone is looking for fame. Somebody else is looking for collection, for a cancer association or something. And you get some people who are thrown into the middle of the jungle. I don't know what they call it now. One of the youngsters was telling me that they throw them in the middle of the jungle. now they must be able to survive there. They must endure all the difficulties of the jungle They must survive They go into the jungle They are very very patient But why are they doing this They are doing this all for name and fame But the believer When he is patient He does so Solely and exclusively For Allah Ta'ala For the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala And he wants to be rewarded by Allah Ta'ala And he knows That if I am patient. My Allah is going to reward me fully. My Sheikh, Hazrat Mu'ala Yunus Padalsa, he gave a beautiful example. He said that if a person is afflicted with a trial or some difficulty and he adopts sabr, then by adopting sabr, he gets the ma'iyyat of Allah Ta'ala. So he explains this. He says, it's like a person who received a very difficult examination paper. So he looks at the paper very, very hard. He realizes he's stumped. He can't answer any of the questions. And then the examiner comes to him and he says, what is wrong with you? You look very, very worried. He says, well, sir, I don't understand anything here. Examiner says, no problem. Just put your hand into my hand and I will answer all the questions for you. Meaning that just trust in me. I will answer everything for you. So now, will there be any difficulty for that person? The same paper that seems so difficult now becomes so easy. So in the same way, life will throw different, different challenges, different trials, different tribulations. But when we will remain patient and we will turn to Allah Ta'ala and we don't break the commandments of Allah Ta'ala then we will get the Ma'iyyat of Allah Ta'ala. Sometimes it may take a while but definitely the Ma'iyyat of Allah Ta'ala is there from the first moment but it takes a little bit of a while for the problem to get sorted out. If we endure it with patience then Allah Ta'ala himself is going to take us out of the problem. Allah Ta'ala himself will open up the doors of ease for us. So now, let us take a look at Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, how Nabi Park, Alayhi Salatu Wasallam himself made amal on the sifat of sabr and patience. Number one. We know that Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam grew up as an orphan child and we know the difficulties in our era in our zamana that an orphan child endures despite the commodities and amenities at our disposal So Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam grew up as an orphan child now generally we find that orphan children don't educate themselves There are some of them, a lot of them, who are very naughty. And then we say no, because he didn't have the tarbiyat of his parents. He didn't have the tarbiyah of a father. That's why he didn't really make anything of himself. Despite growing up as an orphan, look at what Nabiya Kareem became. So here too leaves no room. For an excuse of any orphan that no i am born an orphan if i'm brought up an orphan then i cannot excel in the department of deen. despite being an orphan look at the great heights that allah Ta'ala had taken Alaihi kareem to then if we have to look in today's zamana Some people actually give up deen and many people tend to ignore the rules of deen when it comes to poverty. When a person is poverty-stricken, he then feels that even if he has to give up his iman for grocery hamper, if he has to give up his iman just so that he can get some worldly riches, he is prepared to do that and sometimes, forget a person who is poverty stricken just for a business deal, just to make some extra paisa. We are prepared to discard the laws of Shariat, the laws of Deen, just for one deal now. Later, we will see, we will make Tawbah, and we will make Istighfar. I give you an example. So, alhamdulillah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given us Tawfiq to also do some khidmat of khalq, some relief work. And Alhamdulillah, Allah accepted from us. So, this morning I received a phone call. Somebody wants to do some fate or collection, drive and whatever, the sales from there go to Palestine. So, I said, see, we don't get involved in all this. Now, the niyat is good. We want to do it for Palestine. But how many laws of Allah Ta'ala are going to be broken just so that we can appease our nafs in saying that I sent so much of money to Palestine. There will be intermingling. There will be music. There will be different, different fitness. People will come dressed, exposed huh? and they will buy those commodities wholeheartedly. I am buying because I want to support Palestine. But we are breaking so many ahkam of Allah, wa ta'ala all in the name of Palestine. Really? And then we are going to raise our hands and say, Ya Allah, help the people of Palestine. How does that work? Are we not being two-faced? The help and Nusrat of Philistine is dependent on the a'mal of the ummat. Now, if we are breaking commandments left, right and center, and then we can send a million rand, two million rand, five million rand, ten million rand, what use is it? Rather, we do things within the boundaries of Sharia and send less, never mind couldn't send 100 rand, I can only send 10 rand. But Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will love that 10 rand more than that 100 rand that was made with breaking so many of the commandments of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So we must be very, very careful when it comes to these type of things. And this is what patience is about. Patience is about a, a sabro in the obedience of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Hmm? The poverty of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa endured, we cannot even begin to imagine. Remember, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not a poor person. It was his, in cho- his choice to endure poverty. Hazrat mentions this. He says, I mentioned before, that a person, a poor person, cannot make qurbani of a hundred animals. Did you see a poor person making qurbani of a hundred animals, even rich people today? How many rich people can make qurbani of a hundred animals? So Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam was not a poor person, but by choice he endured poverty. He chose poverty for himself just to understand the level of poverty in Madina Sharif Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had nine aswajul mutahara. There were nine Ummahatul muminin, nine honorable wives of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Once Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam was sitting in Masjidul nabawi a Sahabi saw Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam and he realized that Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam is really very hungry. You could actually see it on his Mubarak face. So he goes up to Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa and Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sends him to one of the houses. Go and find out if there is some food there. He goes, he comes back and he says that there is no food in the house. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam says go to the next house. Like this, the Sahabi goes to all nine homes of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa Not in any house, not in any one house, did he find any food. When we're talking about food, we're talking about even a single date, nothing. Can we imagine this? Can we think of one day in our lives that in our own home we can say there was no food? But we have different... We have other kinds of problems. What problems we have is that in the morning the wife asks, What must I cook? Because there are so many things. Her mind too is not working. She doesn't know what to cook. We've got the kind of problem, that kind of problem, on and that also we can't have Sabbath. If she asks what to cook, we tell her one thing. Also, you can't, even one thing you can't do on your own. Hmm? Especially if we're having a, bored, uh, a bad morning. We may even take off with her because she asked us what we'd like to eat. She wants to cook something that we want to eat and we take off with her. So even on that, we find it very, very difficult to make sabr. But look at Nabi Abaq salatu wassalam. Nine homes and nothing. Absolutely nothing. So this is what sabr is all about. Sabr and patience. Hmm? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with this quality. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make us realize the quality of sabr is such an important quality in our lives. Inshallah, we take a quick break and when we come back, we will continue with our discussion. <laughs> You're listening to a Sahaba online radio podcast. Assalamu alaikum wa barakatuh and welcome back to our program Tasawuf and Tazkiyah where we look at issues that determine our spiritual well-being. In every faculty, we want to thrive. In dunya, may Allah grant us barakah. And there's nothing wrong with that provided the methodology by which we acquire the dunya does not take us away from the obedience of allah wa ta'ala so allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us a lot of taraki and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant us that uh, determination for self-reformation we are discussing the quality of sabr and patience. And this is a great sifat. May Allah grant it to you. May Allah grant it to me and grant it to the entire ummah. It's a quality that Rasulullah Sallallahu had perfected. Listen to this example. <clears throat> when the trench was being dug, it was a famous thing that the Sahaba عنهم, came to Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi and what did they complain of? They cl- complained of hunger. They were complaining that they were so hungry that they had actually tied stones to their bellies in order to eliminate and alleviate the pangs. Everyone had a stone tied to his belly. Huzuri Aqdas then picks up his kurta and he shows them that he has two stones Tied to his belly. Up until that point, Nadia Kareem was enduring it with sabr. But when the sahaba radiallahu came and complained about hunger, then a mu'jiza a miracle came into place. Then we find that the dawat of Hazrat Jabir radiallahu ta'ala who took place. One Sahabi came to Nabi Karim and told Nabi Sallallahu that there is some food that is prepared for perhaps 10, 15, you know, a small number of people. Nabi Sallallahu Wasallam made an announcement to all the Sahaba who were digging there that come, this Sahabi has invited us home. And you can imagine he already the Sahabi Az Zawwajir he already received instructions from his family that don't come with the whole army, just few people. So he runs home, telling his wife, "You know what? Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam is coming with a whole army." So she says, "Did you not tell him that there's only sufficient food for ten or fifteen people?" He says, "Yes." Now look at her iman. She then says, no problem. It is no problem. If he is bringing the whole, whole army, then Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa knows what he is doing. But he also gave the instruction that tell them not to open the pot. Don't do anything till I come. When Nabi Wasallam went into the house, he dished out the food, called in a few sahaba, told them to eat, they finished eating, they went out, few more came in, then went out. Like that, all the sahaba who were engaged in digging the trench came and partook of a meal. How much sufficient for? Just a handful. After all of them ate, the family also ate, everybody ate, and there was still the same amount of food that they had cooked. When Nabi Karim sallallahu was going through that hunger, one, not one stone, two stones tied to his belly, but sabr, total sabr. When Sahaba couldn't endure, then only the Muachizah came into being. You see, in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala mentions that he is with those who are patient. So, you endure this year, you endure it with patience. Now look at how the help and the nusrat, ghaibi nusrat, comes from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's side. Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, exercise Sabr when he was driven out of Makkah Sharif he was forced to leave his own homeland what does he do no fuss no fight when he is leaving Makkah Mukarrama he turns around and he addresses Makkah Mukarrama he expresses his muhabbat for Makkah Sharif and he says something to the effect that oh Makkah if it wasn't for your people who drove me out I would never have left you. I would never have left the city. There too, Nabiya Kareem endures it with sabr and patience. Then again, if we have to look at the insults, how much Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa was insulted. Allah Ta'ala himself mentions in the Quran Sharif the different, different insults that were hurled at Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa they called him, na'udhu billah, a sorcerer, a liar, etc. You you know, sometimes you don't even want to mention these things. Different, different insults upon Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And then, that wasn't enough. They then made a scandal on Ummul Mu'mineen, Ma'isha radiallahu ta'ala anha. But through all of this, you don't find Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Wasallam Has now lost his cool or is angry And nobody can come near him Because he is very very upset About everything No matter what the situation was Different forms Different different tests Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Wasallam Endures them with sabr It wasn't that when Nabi When they insulted him And troubled him and then when he came home to the Ummahatul the Mukminin, they knew that they mustn't go near him because he's very upset. We can just be on the road. We can just be on the road. My Sheikh, <clears throat> he always reminds us that you see these taxi drivers. Here in Cape Town, Alhamdulillah, we don't have that problem. <laughs> But in Joburg, Durban, other provinces, it's a big problem with the taxi drivers. So they just cut you off. Sometimes they just stop in front of you. And you can hoot, you can scream, you can shout by that fellow not worried about you. He got his garak there. He got his customer there. He is not worried about what you are doing. So how silly is it that we get angry at this? Now, i'm just giving an example now if one taxi driver has to cut us off and stop in the road now you are running late and what have you now you went through all of this the moment you come home then you tell the wife and children just 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 leave me alone eh? just stay far away from me today i'm just not in the mood you know this taxi now what fault is it on the family and the children the taxi driver came and stood in front of you and made you lose your cool and what have you. Hmm? But Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi Wasallam, he never lost his cool. He never got upset. Hazrat Muna Dawud Sahib mentions, the other day a person was talking to me. And he said that he had a terrible headache, very, very severe headache. He said, I went home also and I told my wife that don't talk to me. Just keep quiet. My head is paining. Just now if you talk, I'm going to take off with you. This is us. Nabi Kareem Wasallam. what type of headache he had, what severe headache he had. At the time of the Muraheef Wafat, the the, the 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 sickness that led to the demise of Nabi Akram Sallallahu what kind of headache he had? He comes home and Maisha Ma radiallahu ta'ala anha says to him that her head is paining. Nabi Sallallahu just tells her, you know what? My head is also paining. But not upset, no anger, nothing like that. Sabar sabr sabr. Patience, endurance. Allah give us tawfiq. So much Nabiyakareem endured that he was still prepared to endure for the sake of the Ummah. When it came to even the last moments, Ma Aisha Radiallahu anha, Asked for a utensil of water. She thought that Nabi Akarim was going to drink it. The utensil was brought and he said that it must be left next to him. Nabi puts his Mubarak hands in the water and he took that water and put it on his face. Such was the fever, such was the pain that he was enduring. And then when it came to Sakarat, the pangs of Moth, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam mentions about the pain of death to Jibreel alayhi Salatu wassalam. And Jibreel alayhi sallatu sallam tells Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, there is no program, there is no intention of causing you any harm. What right do I have to cause you pain? You are the most beloved if it wasn't for nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam jibreel Amin alayhi salatu wassalam wouldn't have come into existence he said that there was no intention of causing any pain to him but this was death the angel of death was extracting the soul this is more so nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam says that if there is no intention to cause me pain and this is the pain that i am feeling of death, and what will be the pain of my ummatis when they are passing away? Nabi Sallallahu wa sallam makes a request: Zid alayya wa khafif ala ummati. Oh Jibril Allah Taala to give me the entire ummat's pain now, meaning that his mort, he must endure the whole ummat's pain. So when ummat are passing away, they don't have to endure any pain. Ya Rab! When we have some pain, somebody else must complain about something. Then we tell that person, Baba, you don't know what I'm going through. Here Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is going through such pain, the pain of death. And he's not worried about the pain he's feeling. He's worried about how his ummati is going to endure the pain. And he says, rather give me that pain. This is how much love, how much of muhabbat, how much of ishq, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa had for this ummat. Hazrat hmm? mentions that whilst we are on this topic, one weakness that we have is that we go to the house where there is a mayat. The person has lost his son, his daughter, his wife, etc. And that person is grieving. We must go there to console the person. Now when we go there, we say, Yeah, man, you know, I too lost my son. You know what an experience that was. We don't realize we are putting more burden on this person. Did we come to console this person or did we ourselves come to get consoled? If we are looking for somebody to console us, then we shouldn't go there to make ta'ziyat. We are going there to console that person. But that is how we are. We are weak. So whatever we endured is the worst. Nobody else went through what I went through. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, is prepared to put his pain aside and take on the pain of the entire ummah and that also with patience and so on. Now if we have to look at, forget the insults, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa was physically beaten. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa is in the mataf area. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam gets beaten up. A sahabi radiallahu ta'ala anhu narrates that incident. He said that the way they were choking Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, that they actually saw the eyes of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam bulging. You know, someone when they are being choked, how the eyes are popping out. He said that is how they were choking Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam but sabr, sabr, patience it's all for the deen of Allah Ta'ala so I will make sabr, I will be patient and us, what is our condition one little problem and I'm not going to the masjid anymore one small problem I won't talk to the Molana anymore look at Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam what he endures but he still makes fikr on the same people and not only that he makes du'a for them. Then curse them. He makes du'a for them. In Taif, Ya Rab, we don't even have to go into the details of that whole incident. One is, sometimes somebody hurts you. And at that time you find it very hard to make ma. Later on, when the pain is gone, when the wounds are healed, then maybe you can make math. Here, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa wounds are fresh. The body is still bleeding. Pain is still being felt. All this had just happened immediately and the malaika come to him. Ya Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, you give the word we will crush the people with these mountains we will finish them up Nabi sallallahu says no don't do that if they don't bring iman maybe the progeny will bring iman later on when the muslims had laid siege to taif after the battle against the hawazin and Thaqif, hunain battle all ran away there to Taif. But it was a situation where these people were in forts and the Muslims were on the outside. They couldn't go anywhere. The Muslims couldn't penetrate the forts. If Nari, Wasallam had any vengeance in his heart and he wanted revenge, he would say, he would have starved them. Let's stay here. Come what may no matter how many sahaba lose their lives and whatever never mind i have a score to settle with these people hmm? that's how we talk i've got a score to settle i've got an onion to peel with you nothing of the sort in fact long before nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam told the sahaba to leave these people and return to madina Munawara, sahaba said no let's stay let's continue the jihad after that they too realize the hikmat and the wisdom in nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam's words and nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam left them and went away before nabi kareem sallallahu alayhi Wasallam could leave Makkah mukarrama to go back to madina munawwara the same people came back asking for favors they want their prisoners to be returned this is the very same Taif people hmm? nabi sallallahu alaihi sallam makes announcement to the sahaba give them back can we even begin to fathom the sabr of nabi sallallahu alaihi sallam? what a heart what a heart if hearts were hearts nabi sallallahu alaihi sallam had a heart and if we are to weigh our heart against the heart of Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam, then we will come to the conclusion that we, that we only have rocks in our chests. Now if you look at everything, you take a person who has lost his child, is depressed for the rest of his life. Every time someone else's child passes away, he too goes away into a depression. It takes him so long to get over it. Sometimes a person loses his spouse, totally depressed. They need to have counseling, support groups, etc. All because we don't have the ma'iyat of Allah. Ta'ala. I'm not saying it's easy. Yes, it will be difficult. But Allah bless us with the ma'iyat. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in his hayati had lost two of his wives. Did Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa now sit down in depression? No, I can't give, perform namaz anymore. I can't do the work of deen and everything. I need to take a break now. My wife passed away. Nothing of the sort. Nabi sallallahu alayhi Wasallam loses three sons. Three sons and daughters pass away in his hayati. Hazrat Hamza radiallahu ta'ala is made shaheed in his hayati. His cousin Hazrat Jafar how he is made shaheed, they couldn't even recognize the body. All this, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam endures. His friends, the Sahaba, they are tortured, they are killed. Everything with sabr, with true patience. For example, if a six-foot-tall bodybuilder comes to fight with a weak person, and the weak person tells him no. I have a lot of sabr, I won't fight with you. Then what Kamal is that? The weak person knows that he can't do anything in front of this bodybuilder. So now he's just saying, I'm making sabr. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Some may say that at a time he couldn't do anything, that's why he wasn't doing anything. But look when Fathim Makkah took place, the conquest of Makkah. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wasallam has all the power to do as he pleases what does nabi sallallahu alaihi wasallam say la alaykum wa huwa arhamur i adopt the same thing that sayyidina yusuf alayhi adopted no revenge no blame no retribution Hmm? Nabi sallallahu wa sallam, if he had na'uzubillah any vengeance in his heart and he wanted some revenge, then that would have been the time. Allah ta'ala had even lifted the sanctity of Makkah Sharif. At that time, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa could have told the Sahaba that finish them off. But Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa forgave. In fact, Certain people who were afraid were also given kasalli. That don't be frightened, don't worry. You come to Nabi Sallallahu and he's prepared to forgive you and overlook. That same Wahshi who killed Sayyidina Hamza radiallahu taala anhu, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam forgives him. Hind, Nabi Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam forgives her. Hmm? Hazrat Ikrama bin Abi Jahl radiallahu ta'ala anhu, Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, the son of Abu Jahl, that is Sabr. Nabi sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he endured all these tribulations, everything with patience. His whole life was full of Sabr. That is what it's all about. And that is the the duty and the sifat that needs to come into our lives. A in the sadmatil Sometimes something goes wrong in our lives. Now <clears> the <throat> someone knocks the car, for instance. We lose our heads. Swearing at the top of our voices. One week later, you meet the person, you tell him bye. Hey, I'm sorry, man, I heard they knocked your car. So we say, yeah, man, we have to make sabar, man. What else are we going to do? So sabar is not then one week later. Sabar is when the test came upon that person. Hmm? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us all with the sifat and the quality of sabr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it a reality in our lives. It's a great, great quality. You find... Our mashayikh, our kabirin, they have mastered this quality. You think, sometimes we think, no, our mashayikh, our kabirin, they don't go through any difficulty. How much sometimes the people will trouble? How much? Nothing. It's all sabab. They won't even, sometimes they won't even mention the incidences. Huh? So, only Few times that they'll mention it. Why? So that we take ibrat, we take lesson from it. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant me tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant you tawfiq. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala grant the entire ummah tawfiq of making amal and grant us sabr. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala bless us with the noble qualities of Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi Wasallam. jazakum Khairan, khayran fiyaman amanillah